everyone, and welcome back to the Riverdale Recap Podcast. Today, we will be talking about the 12th episode of Riverdale Season 5, Citizen Lodge. I'm Mary Kwiatkowski, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Kirsten McKinnis, uh, or Kirsten, should you go by Kirsten Lott? Did, did you want to change your last name to something that sounded more impressive, or? I'm gonna change my name to Kendra Maine, because I think it's just better. Kendra Maine would be a great, like, Real Housewives name. Right? I'm just trying to manifest the career I'm meant to have, which is being a Real Housewife. Hey, if Hermione Lodge can do it, you can do it too. Well, you have to have a husband is the problem. Although Hermione Lodge gets to be a divorcee, so. So I guess, I guess it works for her. All right, everyone. Heads up. This is going to be the shortest episode of the podcast. Not because we're trying to rush out of here, but because there's literally nothing to talk about. (laughs) What a dumb episode. Like, for no reason. I think what happened is they were like, oh, hey, uh, we made this Palladium plotline, but now nobody understands why. So let's create an elaborate backstory of how Hiram became a murderer in high school to make people sympathize with him. But then I'm still not sympathizing with Hiram. And also it was like, oh, let's give Reggie's dad a small redemption. No. Yeah, I think by the end of the episode, we were supposed to like feel bad for Hiram or like feel better about the fact that he was telling Reggie to leave. But like to completely different circumstances. We'll get to it. Let's at least go through in chronological order because we have so little to talk about. We might as well try to stretch it out. Yeah, this episode, you know, there was a lot of hype going into season three, episode four, The Midnight Club, where we all heard these rumors about like how the kids were going to play their parents. And it was at least like a novel concept that was kind of, you know, intriguing to watch. Um, No one even like knew this was coming. I mean, maybe there are people who are like super tapped into the Riverdale world. But at least for me, when I turned this on, I was like, okay, why are we starting with Hiram? Oh, we're just going to stay with Hiram the entire episode. Okay. This episode aired on Wednesday. It is now Sunday, and I didn't even see a spoiler that this was coming. Like, nobody cared. I think the one thing I will say that I liked about it is I like an episode that's one plot. I enjoyed that. It was very easy to take notes on. I didn't have to keep hopping around. And, you know, it's fun to see someone get a chance to, like, have an episode that's about them. Maybe I would even like it more if we did this more often. Like, if we had the Kevin episode or the Tony episode or something. Like, if we did that more often where it was primarily a per- one person. Mm-hmm. Because I think one of the biggest flaws in the show is the fact that they're like, oh, we have all these different characters. Gotta have them all in separate plots. How about put everybody in the same plot or just, like, give some people bigger plots instead of, like, saying that Cheryl needs a plot and it's two scenes. Give her a whole plot. Who was this for? Like, who wanted this? Who needed this? It, like, lightly pushed the plot forward because we now have confirmation that there's the Palladium under the Maple Grove. But, like, we already knew that he wanted the Grove. We had been able to put together the pieces that it was probably because of Palladium. Like, all it did was give us a reason why Hiram wanted the Palladium, which is because I guess his dad wanted Palladium. But, like, at the end of the day, it's just a metal that's worth a lot of money. So who, who cares if his dad wanted at first. Yeah, the flaw in this whole arc is that it's like Hiram used to be a nice kid, went bad, and then now regrets it. And so in order to like make up for all his regrets, he's going to just continue being bad, hoping that's going to win back the people who literally left him because he was being bad in the first place. So it's a very flawed plan, makes no sense. And honestly, it explains some of the reason why he's in Riverdale, but it still doesn't explain like why he's being such a jerk and a criminal about everything for no 
reason. Yeah. So, Doesn't anyway. Doesn't any sense. Yeah. Let's start with my favorite part of the episode, the Jughead yeah. voiceover, which course, we haven't naturally. had for a while. So, here's one. Michael Corleone. Actually, let me stop there. Who's Michael Corleone? What's he from? I knew the other mm, ones. Is he the godfather? Maybe. That would... I would expect the godfather to be let's see uh yes the godfather okay great all right michael corleone tony soprano scarface small ruthless gangsters all heroes of their own story and every hero has an origin story including hiram lodge even though he's been in riverdale's chief tormentor for some 10 years now shockingly little is known about him or how he came to be and why he's obsessed with destroying our poor town guess what we still don't know what is his rosebud as it were and why does he collect lost souls like Reggie Mantle. And why are the Reggie Mantles of the world drawn to Hiram Lodge like moths to a flame? Do you think this is some nonsense that Jughead wrote while he was on Mushrooms? Like, I, I have no idea. Wh- why is Jughead voiceovering this? Also, it doesn't really make any sense because he's not collecting Reggie Mantles. Like, I guess, unless Reggie reminded him of his young self. Which, like, yeah, I think that is what they were trying to indicate. But it's like, well, you tried it with Archie first. It didn't work. Now you've got Reggie. Nobody cares. Go away, Hiram. What did you think of the Mark Consuelos, like, workout routine happening while this voiceover was going on? I choose actually not to perceive that. Okay. You're not a, you're not a Consuelos fan. Like, he's fine. He's, he's fine. But, like, I don't need to see him do his weird push-up. What do you think of, uh, Michael Consuelos? He's a baby. He's an, yes. a literal infant, as far as I'm concerned. Actually, how old is he? Let me look. When I search his name. He's 24. His dad shows up he's 24 he yeah, is a baby he's a okay. baby i an infant what did you think he was so cute no i i mostly just wrote down that his voice is exactly the same as his dad's they have the same voice like to where at first i almost thought that mark consuelos was like doing a voiceover for his son because it seemed like it but yeah anyway so the before we do most of the episode which is a flashback we have a brief scene here where reggie basically pays hiram the debt that his father owed him so we don't know where reggie got this briefcase full of of money from or like how he got extra money or what I that think he's just is. been saving it up I, my guess is that he's been like saving some of the money he's been making from Hiram on like this debt too or I don't even know if he's been making money from Hiram it's unclear yeah I, I don't know but yeah so he has money and he pays off the debt and so Hiram's like okay well I guess we're done and Reggie's like I want to keep working for you like I I'm good at math and I have big ideas yeah when since when is Reggie good at math I don't know has he ever been have we ever had a math class at all? I don't think so. They don't teach that at Riverdale High. Yeah, I don't think so. So Hiram's like, okay, I'll get you a spot in the company, whatever this is. I'll get you a spot in the gang. No, it's not a gang. What is this? I'll get you a spot in the the mob, the crime family, whatever this is, uh, as long as you can buy me a ghost gun. And so Reggie's like, okay. And then he's like, I gotta go do one last day of work with my dad. And his dad is doing a horrible job selling a car to, I don't know, to some guy. Yeah, he starts heckling him. He's like, what? You're gonna go cheap? Like, for your son? What the heck? Yeah, and I understand why the guy's insulted by that. What I don't understand is why the guy is, like, somehow not insulted when Reggie's tact is like, hey, my first car had a certain name and bet yours did too, and that's where I, like, took all my dates to make out point, and you wanna buy this car because it'll be the car your son loses his virginity in. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) 
what is this? I could see it working when he's like, oh, remember your first car? And like talking about like the things his son would do. But when he's like, oh, your son's going to get laid in this car. I'm like, okay, uh, we've crossed a line. We have strayed so far off of God's path. This is so unacceptable. And then the, the boy's like, we'll take it. Right, dad? Because the boy's like, yes. Maybe that there are some father-son relationships where this is like encouraged and exciting or something. Neither of us have a father-son relationship. You're right. So what do I know? I don't recall my dad ever doing this with my brother. But like, it's the thing where they're always like, men won't buy the cow if they can get the milk for free, and then they go to the boys and they're like, hey, but you should really try on a pair of pants before you buy it. Misogyny. Yep. Those double standards, though. So that's that. That's great. Anyway, he closes the deal and his dad's like, great, now we get to become partners. Well, first his dad is like, how dare you step on me like that? I was going to close the sale. And then Reggie pushes back a little bit. And he's like, okay, fine. Anyways, now we can be partners. Yeah. And then Reggie's like, no, I'm going to just like work for Hiram now. And his dad's like, no, don't do that. And he even asks Hiram to like make Reggie not work for him anymore. But Reggie's like, yo, like you, you used to beat me and like I bet Hiram never beat his wife or daughter like you did which so I'm guessing that like Reggie's dad also like maybe was abusive to his wife that's what it sounds like I mean most abusive people aren't only abusive to one person in their household yeah so that makes sense but like we've also seen Hiram hit Hermione in the face haven't we I you know I don't remember that I really don't but I could believe it at the very least I feel like both him and Hermione have like tried to kill each other so there is that yeah and uh, like i'm i hiram is definitely also abusive just in a different way yes very much so and uh either way reggie's like bye and then he goes to tell hiram that he doesn't have a father anymore and hiram's like yeah totally i can relate here's a story about my father let me give you the flashback for the hiram origin story Flashback to New York City, 1988, where we have Mark Consuelos playing Hiram's father, who looks exactly like him, but with a mustache and a sweater vest. Yeah, and like is calm. The first thing we see is that he's not, he doesn't get paid by a customer and because he's a shoe shiner. But like, I thought he was selling newspapers in the first scene, which is what I was weirded out by. Unclear. I think he was shining shoes, but like maybe next to a newspaper stand. So the guy was like reading a newspaper. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, but the guy's like, I don't have enough to pay you. And he's like, I don't have my wallet. Um, And he's like, oh, just pay me double next time. And the guy's like, here's a giant hunk of palladium. It's a metal that's worth a lot of money and it'll be worth a hundred dollars which like how does Hiram's dad know where to sell palladium first and foremost but second of all he also is like oh yeah there's this huge vein of it in this Rockland County town called Riverdale which is further confirmation that they're in upstate New York yes and I remember how last time you were telling me like what palladium is used for and why it's worth a lot of money and then this weekend I was hanging out with someone and she was talking about how her car like parked on the street Uh, she came out one morning and her catalytic converter was stolen from her Prius and I was like oh I bet it's because it was like worth a lot of money because it was probably made of like precious metals maybe like palladium and she was like you're totally right and I was like yes definitely didn't learn that from Riverdale well to be fair we didn't learn it from Riverdale (laughs) we learned about palladium from Riverdale but we learned about why palladium's expensive from the internet right but I would never have learned that had I not been talking about it on Riverdale and you told me on this podcast. So Riverdale the more you know still, still 
part of the equation. Yeah. But it's like Hiram's dad seems super nice and But he's like, obsessed chill. with palladium instantly. Yeah, I mean, I think he's just like, oh, a better way to, like, make money for my family. So he moves to Riverdale where there are mines looking for palladium, but they never find any. And then one of the mines collapsed. And even though Hiram's father survived, it was like, oh, snap, this is too dangerous. So we're going to close all the mines. And then his mom started working at Pops. And Hiram and his dad were both shoe shiners outside of Pops. And brief little, like, scene of the rest of the kids, you know, like, as adults, which makes no sense because I'm pretty sure they were only supposed to be friends during that brief time of playing G&G, but they're all like Because they out. all agreed to never hang out again because someone died. Right, so I'm guessing that this was like during the time they were playing G&G. I actually half wanted that scene of them in Pops to be like, and then they pull out their like little games and stuff. I wanted that scene to not exist. Okay, well, it existed anyway. But it did. Some guy is like getting his shoe shined by Jaime. Um, oh, that's right. At this point in time, Hiram's name is actually Jaime Luna, which is was I don't know. It rang a bell. Like, I'm sure this was mentioned at some point during, yeah. you know, one of those seasons. Who could know? Who could know? And so he gives him, like, a really big tip and is like, come to this restaurant later and I'll get you some extra work. And his dad's like, hold up. Maybe you don't want to do that because that guy's a gangster and the money would just be blood money. But uh, Hiram's going to do it anyway. Hiram wants money. Yeah, he wants money mostly because he has a crush on Hermione at school. Mm-hmm. He wants to go out with her, but Hermione's like, I can't because my mom forbids it because, like, you and your father don't have, like, the best jobs and doesn't want me to marry someone whose father is a shoeshiner for a living. Which, and again, he brings up that Hermione's mom uh, is a maid at the hotel, so, like, why is she so precious about it? Yeah, if anything, I feel like his, her mom should understand that they're both just, like, trying to make good lives for their children here. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense that Hermione's mom would forbid this. I also had to look this up from the Midnight Club because I was like, I thought, for whatever reason, I thought in the Midnight Club that Hiram was like a rich bad boy and that's why Hermione wanted to marry him. But it actually does say like that her mom is a maid and doesn't want her to marry Hiram. It just says because like she doesn't approve of Hiram's father or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't like, I I think, I think this transformation of him like starting to get money and stuff, I think that happens during the Midnight Club as well. Like I think this is all happening at the same time, but whatever. So uh, Jaime starts working working for the gangster to get more money to impress Hermione. For Vito. Yes, Vittorio Alto, Vito. And he's making deliveries. There's also an episode of Boy Meets World that's exactly like this, where Sean starts working for a gangster in like the back of a like Italian restaurant. It's like exactly the same. And the guy is just like, make these deliveries. And he makes the deliveries. And Corey's like, you shouldn't do that. It's probably bad. Don't look in the box. We don't know what's in the box. And then Sean's like, but I just want to buy Christmas presents for my friends and family and then eventually he stops working for the gangster i don't really remember how it ends yeah you're probably just like hmm, maybe this is bad Corey was right wholesome moment bye it was very wholesome it was a christmas episode you know classic christmas episode with an <laughs> italian restaurant gangster situation yeah so uh jaime makes a delivery and um that's you know it happens and he gets confidence and money and, and buys some some nice clothes sorry he He's, like, making a delivery, and he's like, hi, my name's Jaime. Maybe, like, stop giving your name out to everybody. He's like, hi, I'm Jaime Luna. Like, like no, 
wonder he gets arrested. He's like, hi, I'm Jaime Luna. Here's my home address, my mother's maiden name, my social security number, and my bank account. Like, what's he doing? Yeah, it's it's really bad. But he goes out with Hermione, they go to Pops, and he's like, yeah, I have a dream of living in a penthouse in New York and running my own business. And she's like, OMG, same. And then he gets arrested instantly for trafficking narcotics, which I don't know. I guess I forgot that like this must be during a time when Riverdale actually had a police force. So I, I guess that's okay that this happened. Because yeah. like nowadays, no one would ever get arrested for anything. Well, he got arrested for um, trafficking a Schedule 2 controlled substance. Do you know what Schedule 2 controlled substances would be? I don't know what any Schedule substance means. So it looks like... Tell me this, because maybe next weekend when I'm talking to someone, it'll come in handy. Okay, perfect. So there are a lot of them. I'm not going to go through all of them. But it looks like all of the like oxy type painkillers would be in this schedule. Fentanyl, more like morphine type stuff, um, meth and cocaine, that kind of stuff. Like there's a ton more, like there's a huge list of them, but that would be schedule two. Is schedule two like stronger or less strong than schedule one? Like what's the difference? It looks, I think schedule one is like the worst ones. Oh, so okay. schedule two, they have the high potential for abuse. It has an accepted medical use with re- re- severe restrictions and abuse could lead to psychological or physical dependence. And then schedule one is it has a high potential for abuse has no accepted medical use in the United States and there's a lack of accepted safety for use of the drug. So like type like schedule one is like GHB, heroin, LSD. Mm, But then it was saying, why is it saying marijuana? I'm looking this up too. Marijuana and bath salts and quaaludes are also here in ecstasy. Bath salts I could understand because that shit makes you eat a face. I don't quite understand this. So like marijuana is worse than... Like, Morphine? why is, why is I don't peyote worse than cocaine? Why is mushrooms worse than cocaine? Like, get out of here. It just goes to show that the war on drugs is deeply flawed. This is very interesting. Okay, so that's, yeah, that's why he gets arrested. But then he refuses to give away Vito's name because he's at least loyal to the mob. He says nothing. He's a mobster now. Yeah, so Hermione comes to Vito and is like, hey, you need to save Jaime. He's like in trouble. And so Vito bails him out and is like, congrats on not giving up my name. I'm going to give you a raise and a promotion. And also you should marry Hermione. That girl's got her head on straight, which some some weird messaging there, but okay, great. And then Jaime is like, hey, Hermione, I'm going to change my name to Hiram Lot. And she's like, that's a dumb name. How about change it to Hiram Lodge instead? I literally, when they're having this conversation, in my mind, he just said, I'm going to change my name to Hiram Lodge. And then she's like, mm, Lot? And I was like, oh, did he say Lot? Yeah, and no offense to anybody whose last name is Lot. Like, that's fine, but I'm just saying Hermione doesn't like it. And although, to be fair, it might be because Hiram says, like, I want to change my name to Hiram Lot because I'm going to make a lot out of myself. <laughs> I don't, it's embarrassing. It's, <laughs> it's, really it's frankly embarrassing. embarrassing. Hiram wants to be Hiram Lot because he's going to make a lot out of himself, and when his name is Hiram Lodge, he makes a lodge that then the kids go to and they make out in a hot tub and then then they make margaritas pretty sure that's what happened and someone died right unimportant oh okay (laughs) then mantle i wrote mantle because i still don't know what his father's name is yeah whatever reggie senior he's like it doesn't matter what you change your name to you're always gonna be shining my father's shoes and then hiram like 
I was gonna say beat him up, but he just kind of like threw him around like a car. Yeah, he just like tussles with him a little bit. Like, what's my name? It's Hiram Lodge. Yeah, it's not very intimidating, but like neither is Reggie's dad. No. Yeah, whatever. And then Hiram's dad is like super disappointed in him and is like, you've brought dishonor to our family. You don't appreciate our family name. You really need to stop working for Vito. It's gonna ruin your life. And Hiram's like, you don't understand me. Being your son is embarrassing. Which, so like we kind of skipped over this part, but like the two main factors here is like Hermione won't go out with him because her mom isn't impressed with him or his father's jobs and then or his father's his father's job really has a shoe shiner and the other reason is like when he was delivering those class two substances or whatever Mm -hmm. that the the drug guy was like oh you'll work twice as fast for half the money he definitely uh, was the recipient of some racist comments and I'm sure that that was not the first that he had experienced it at that time he just like he wants money he wants respect he wants power he will do whatever it takes to get that even if he has to change everything about himself yeah and so it's kind of sad like this is the this was probably the only part where I was like oh like man Hiram just listen to your father because it's this weird conflict where he's doing all of this I was gonna say for his father but he's not he's doing this for himself too because he does feel like embarrassed of the situation or you know upset with it in some ways but he also brings up many times being like, oh, I want to do this so I have money to help my family have things that they couldn't have otherwise. Right. And I think that's a factor. But I also think that part of the factor is this sort of like teenage feeling of just like wanting to be accepted as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's not only a teenage feeling. That's everyone can have that feeling. So then uh, Daddy Luna, who I think his name was Javier, I think. I believe so. Yeah. He goes to Vito and he's like, hey, you know, Jaime's a good kid. And so I'm going to need you to like not have him work for you anymore. And Vito's like, oh, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, I wasn't asking. I was telling you, which I, I, okay. Like, it's, you know, it's nice that you're trying to do this move here, except for the fact that, like, you know that he's a gangster. This isn't going to go well. And he threatens to call the police if Vito doesn't let Jaime go. Yeah. And Vito's like, "Mm, I'll think about it. And then decides to um, send people to do a drive-by shooting to kill Javier. Yeah. In a different form, I would say that was really sad because he was like, oh, it's going to be a good day. I can feel it. Two seconds later, has the drive-by shooting happen. But I also feel like they put that line in specifically so that I would like feel sad. And so it was kind of... I still... Listen, Javier seems like a great man. He seems like a very nice man. He's still a stranger to me. I am not that moved by his murder even though that makes me sound horrible. Like, I don't know him. They did not give actual emotional stakes for him. I almost think I would have, like, felt more for him if he was not played by Mark Consuelos because I just keep seeing yeah, him and thinking... Yeah, because hating his face. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and the mustache didn't help cover up the hate that I feel toward his face. Oh, my God. <laughs> as a character. Not not as a real person. Anyway, also Pops is... Pops. Pop is, like, standing right there while this is happening. Also, it's weird to keep seeing people call Pop, who appears to be, I don't know, 25 years old. Pop, but okay. Like, hey, Pop, was that his name? <laughs> yeah, I, d- I guess so. His name is just Pop? That doesn't sound right. It could like, be a pop- name. Pop is a name that you, but like, the diner is called Pops, and it's been in his family for so long. Yeah, he's so probably is it just like, like Pop the Seventh. Yeah, <laughs> okay. 
So then there's like a funeral or a wake or some kind of service mm-hmm. for Javier. And uh, Marisol Nichols is back. That was that was interesting. Yeah, she is back as Hermione's mom. A- Apollonia? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Also, Hiram's mom's name is Lourdes, which is the second Lourdes that I've watched on TV today because I was also watching Manifest. So shout out to all my manifestors. Hashtag save manifest. Apollonia says <laughs> that she misjudged Javier, which I was like kind of glad that at least she apologized because... Well, because he, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. And Hiram's like, yeah, he was pretty good for a lowly shoe shiner. And at first I thought he was being a real dick about his dad. And then I remembered that she was the one who looked down on his dad for what he did for a living. And I was like, oh, he's rubbing salt on that for her. Yeah. Okay. And then Penelope, obviously played by Cheryl, is like chatting with Veronica's Hermione and uh, Betty's, I guess, Alice. I just like, I don't believe that's Alice, but okay, whatever. It's supposed to be. Who else could it be? I know, but it's just like the loosest one for me because Alice is someone who has had like five personalities, but whatever. Like in this episode, I actually feel like it was at least somewhat more believable that I could see how Hermione like turns into Hermione later. Whereas with Alice, I was still like a little bit... Eh, on. Also, if this was the same time as the um, G&G, then mm, Alice is dressed wrong. Yeah, it's hard to tell when this happened. So, like, at the end of G&G's situation, after they all separate and go their own ways, that's when... Maybe this when... happened before G&G. Yeah, I feel like it either is, like, before or during, but before, like, the big murder where they all change, because Alice is clearly still in her, like, serpent sort of phase before she, like, Yeah, I think that this must be before, edge. because I feel like during the um, Midnight Club, Hermione and Hiram were already, like, kind of circling a little bit. They were were, but I don't think they had like been on a date yet. That's why I'm confused. That's why I feel like this I is like I think that this is just them making a mistake. I think that we're reading too much into it. Okay, that's also extremely possible. So Penelope is like, hey Hermione, your boyfriend's clearly a gangster and that his father, obviously this was gonna happen. And Hermione's like, family's all that Hiram cared about. I don't know. Vito then shows up and is like, Hiram, come back to work whenever you want. And if you need anything, like come to me and I'll take care yeah, of it. Yeah, if your family needs anything, let me know. And this was super confusing because it seemed like, I assumed that from the second that Hiram identified his father's body that he, like, understood the fact that this was clearly Vito's work because, like... Why else would uh, Javier La, um, Luna been shot in a drive-by? Also, I would have thought Pop might have, like, seen something because this, like, happened. Like, they were not being... Like, he's right next to them. He probably yeah. would have seen them out the window with the Tom gun or whatever that was. It seems like Riverdale has rampant gang violence at this time, though, so I could see why Pop would maybe keep his mouth shut. Yeah, also, also fair. So, like, the acting of Michael Consuelos in this scene was a little bit iffy because it really, really seemed like when he was talking to Vito that he was, like, 100% sure that he knew that Vito was the one who had killed his father, but then, like, later on, when he goes to shoot up Vito's men, it seemed like he was, like, still not 100% sure, but then, whatever, I don't know, he kills them anyway, so it's fine. Yeah. Yep, and and then he takes over the crime business in town. Yeah, he kills all these people. Vito has skipped 
town because all of his men got killed. And Hiram's like, I'm the new Vito. And it's like, Vito definitely had other associates and could have called someone in to take care of Hiram. He's one high school boy. Like, this is not Hiram as like a full-time like murder machine criminal. This is a child. Where did Hiram get the gun? Maybe Vito gave it to him. I appreciate the fact that he wiped off the fingerprints. That was a good move. Good on him. Hey, nice forensic countermeasure. Now here's the real question. He has blood splatter all over him from killing the men. And then the next scene we see him in, he's coming back home with milkshakes for him and his mom. So did he go to Pops with the blood splatter or did he go to Pops first and then have the milkshakes like melting in his car while he went to go shoot up the men? Mm, I think he went to Pops with blood on him. Okay, classy. So then Hiram and Hermione uh, have Veronica and they move to New York, you know, to like have a family or whatever. Yeah, so they're doing their like Riverdale thing and after they have Veronica, Hermione's like, you promised me that you would take me, you would take me to New York. So it's time. Let's go. Let's get out of Riverdale. And they go. And they go. And Hiram comes back to Riverdale way later to build the prison over the vein of Palladium to succeed where his father has failed. And he wants to try and tap the vein under the Blossom Grove, which we're not really sure how he knew that there was Palladium Grove there or Palladium vein there or even the vein under the prison. We don't yeah, know how he like, knew I about this. I found it. I, how'd you find it? Yeah, what did you how do? How did you find it? I don't know. And then we're back to present day where Hiram, after telling this whole story to Reggie, they go to a nursing home where he has finally, after a super long time, found Vito. Where is this nursing home? Is this states away? Is this in New York? Um, I think it's like further upstate. Okay. Well, apparently it took him literally like, tw- I don't know how many, I was gonna say 25 years, probably more than that, like 30 years to find Vito. Well, because, sh- okay, so in like, let's say it's 1989 when Vito skips town. And then in Riverdale, it's um 2020, but also 2027. I'm gonna say for sake of my brain, it's 2027. Okay, so it's been quite some time. It's been quite some time. So Hiram kills Vito with the gun that Reggie got him earlier. And then he's like, Reggie, I don't need you anymore. You need to go and be with your father. Because if I could have even one more day shining shoes with my father, I would. But again, this metaphor doesn't make any sense because Hiram's dad was a nice guy and Reggie's dad is horrible. So Yeah, so it's like we're supposed to feel bad for Hiram because he chose a life of crime. And we're supposed to now be good with him because he is telling Reggie not to take the same path that he took. But then we're also supposed to be like, oh yeah, Reggie's dad deserves another chance after all the times he beat his son? Like, no, absolutely not. Mm -mm. Yeah, his father deserves zero chances and his father should be groveling at Reggie's feet to be- I wish Reggie had killed his dad. I think this is like the second or third episode in a row that you've made that comment. (laughs) Like, I could have sworn that you said that last time and I had to be like, maybe not murder, but like, fair point. (laughs) I swear that happened last time. I just think that an interesting twist for Reggie would be that he kills his dad and goes, no, Hiram, I'm all in on crime and you're either with me or against me. And then Reggie becomes a new big bad. I feel like Hiram is missing the point. If the point is that you like want to be a better person, don't just send Reggie away. Like also try to be a bit, how about keep Reggie around, legitimize your business, raise Reggie like the son you never had, 
and stop destroying the town. How about make good choices, Hiram, instead of being like, oh, I wish I could go back and make good choices. You could start making good choices now. Yeah. You could. Mm, I guess not. So Reggie goes back to talk to his dad, and I guess his dad, like, apologizes, and they're going to open Mantle and Sons motors. Yeah. Uh, this was not enough redemption. It was like, I'm pretty sure Reggie has called his dad out multiple times on, like, beating him up, but this was the only time it stuck, at least so far. Whatever. Well, yeah, because this was the only time when Reggie's dad was like, oh, I could actually lose my son to crime. Yeah. So then Hiram's eating ice cream in bed watching TV, and it's yeah. Hermione and Veronica, and at first I thought he had, like, put a camera in her, in the penthouse, but then I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I guess this is the real housewives, because all of a sudden there were multiple angles, and I'm like, unless Hiram is, like, <laughs> switching back and forth. He's, like, watching the live feed. Yeah, and they're talking literally about Hiram in this scene, and so I'm like, is this, did he save this recording to watch back? Like, I th- I don't know, because it, it seems like this is relatively recently. Like, how fast does this TV show get out its episodes? Are they, like, if assuming this was in the last week or two, they, like, Hermione came, visited Veronica, had lunch, and then the show just, like, poofed out the episode instantly? Yeah, I don't think that Housewives tr- has that quick of a turnaround. I don't think so either. So that's why I was confused, but okay, let's just say that it's, sorry. Also, I'm really not sure how much time has passed so far in this season. Like, have they been working as teachers at Riverdale for months? Weeks? It could I have be no idea. hours. Like, you could tell me it's been hours and I would be like, okay, I believe you. Yeah, I'm really not sure on that one, but what, whatever. So, at first he's, like, excited when he's, like, when they're talking about him because this is, like, kind of sad, but I guess he's, like, pretending they're all a family or whatever and he's like, oh, they're talking about me. But then Veronica's like, well, you know, he should have retired when he had the chance seven years ago because he'll never be satisfied with what he has. Uh, He'll never be happy. And then she's like, was he even sick? And then he mutes the TV, which I thought was hilarious from the writer's perspective because clearly they're like, oh, people don't even understand if Hiram was ever sick or not. And and like they're calling it out in their own mm-hmm. show. So, haha. Yeah. And so he mutes it and he gets a call from Hermosa, who is like, I guess the one who found Vito, which makes sense. She was a private investigator. She went to do cleanup on the situation and she wiped all the security cameras and uh, dealt with Vito being dead. Yeah. And he's like, okay, great. I'm going to find the palladium that my father could never find. And then I'll finally get everything back I lost as he's looking at his family. And I'm like, dude. You didn't lose your family because you don't have money or palladium. You lost your family because you're spending all your time doing this. And also you're horrible. Yeah. This isn't going to work. What does he think is going to happen? He's going to get money from the palladium and then like Veronica will want to be his daughter again? Like what is this? I have not a clue, but uh, he really seems to think that if he just gets all the palladium, he'll get his old life back. And that's, I guess, what he wants now. We're suddenly supposed to believe that Hiram is just a family man. Okay. I mean, I like... I do feel like there were elements of him like really caring about his family and like family being everything and all of that fast and the furious nonsense. There was like a lot of that in the first couple seasons, but it kind of falls flat when he's also like trying to kill Veronica's boyfriend, etc. So don't really think it evens out. All in all, it was an episode. It happened. Yeah. uh, Citizen Lodge, not a thing, but it's clearly just a play on Citizen Citizen Kane. Kane, Obviously, like a it even was like, oh, what's his rosebud? Yes, I got that, but I was kind of like, 
I don't know. Couldn't we have just called it Citizen Kane then? If they were going to call it Citizen Lodge, it should have honestly ended with Hiram dying. Nope. He's still alive. Instead, yeah. the game So it doesn't guy, make any sense. Uh, instead of Vito dies. But uh, Citizen Kane, for the people who somehow have never heard of Citizen Kane, was a 1941 film starring Orson Welles, and I believe also like directed by Orson Welles. Yeah. And it's basically like a whole backstory on some dude named Charles Foster Kane. And, yeah, and like he dies his and his last word from... is Rosebud. And so they go back through his whole life and you finally find out what Rosebud is at the end. Yeah, it's like, you know, a, a dude who who started from nothing and then and then uh, rises to staggering heights. All he cares about is his sled. Spoilers. Yeah, okay, yeah. If you haven't seen Citizen <laughs> Kane, that's on you. Yeah. Um, the other thing I wanted to talk about was Rockland County. So we find out that that's where Riverdale is. Look, more information. Yeah. Confirmed. So I, looked up, I looked up Rockland County. Um, it's a it's like a triangle uh, that's basically, if you have any idea where Ringwood State Park is, that's like where the point of the triangle is. And then um, it sort of branches out from there to the Hudson River. You know, I'm looking at it and the problem is the only river is Hudson River. So unless Hudson River is supposed to be Sweetwater ri- River. No, I think there's, I think that they've just fictionalized the area a little bit. I guess because there's not any other like bodies of water here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's like a couple lakes and ponds and stuff, but that's about it. So anyway, um, I guess that's, you know, there's there's a, let's see, I'm trying to zoom out and see how far it is to get from there to the hinterlands. Oh, wait, the hinterlands don't the exist. hinterlands are fake. It is like sh- directly under Montreal, which like makes sense because mm-hmm. Canada or New York is directly under Montreal. So um, and remember Hiram had uh, some sort of gang members from Montreal. Montreal, who like came down and yeah, beat Papa up. Poutine. Yes, but also, <laughs> but also, those are the ones who came down in like episode I don't know four to beat up. Was it Kevin Keller or Moose or somebody? Oh that right, I, I forgot Moose. that happened. <laughs> they beat up when they were working for for Fred Andrews. I forgot about that. How can you forget about that? So, uh, Vittorio Alto, as far as I can tell, not a character from Archie Comics, just a classic gangster. You know, working out of the back of a. Is that a real thing? Do gangsters really? Like work out of the back of Italian restaurants. I feel like that would be I mean, so obvious. I mean, I think it's a big stereotype that yeah. Italian restaurants would be fronts for um, gang activity. I'm pretty sure. I don't know if this is the same Italian restaurant that like Papa Poutine came and hung out at. No, because I'm pretty sure he didn't even come to an Italian restaurant. I'm pretty sure he went to like Pops to get poutine. Well, you wouldn't get poutine at an Italian restaurant. I know, but he wanted, he, you're right, I don't think he was necessarily Italian, but he wanted poutine and he was like they, they were having like a weren't they playing like poker or something i don't remember I, i'm sorry you think i remember i don't know i honestly i don't know whatever who was the most normal person this week uh javier uh, yeah either javier or lourdes but lourdes didn't really say much except for when she was like end this business with veto that was basically yeah, it she wasn't in the episode like javier was really naive but he was pretty normal he's just a nice guy yeah it's just nice we we never have like just nice people so. it's weird on riverdale javier Luna. Look at look at him go getting that most normal person. That'll probably be the only time. Yeah. One and done. We'll never hear about him again. Do you think that this episode is 
trending towards more Hermione Lodge? Or do we think that this was like a one-off? Um, I think that we'll probably see her in like a couple of small scenes over the season. Um, she probably showed up for like a couple days of filming and they just got a bunch of stuff out of the way. Yeah, I think we kind of predicted that when she said she was leaving the show. We are like, oh, I bet we'll see her back again. So, um, we were definitely not expecting her to be back so soon at the beginning of mm-hmm. season five. Yet to see any FP though. So I'm still not sure if that's going to happen. I really feel like we will, like we have not seen the last of him on Riverdale, even if it's like not till the finale of the show. But, yeah, that's fair. But I think, I think at some point I could totally see that the show is wrapping up. It's getting to the very end and they're like, you know what? Let's just real quick before the show ends, let's just write in a little thing where him and Alice get back together so we can pretend they live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. That's my bet. Okay, great. Anything else? <laughs> I, I knew this was going to be short. I feel bad because this is like really short, but like truly I have nothing else to add. Like this is an yeah. experience that we had together watching this show today. Yeah, I wish there was more to talk about. Um, there really wasn't. I, one thing I did notice was that when, with the exception of Alice, who's kind of wearing like multiple different outfits, KJ Appa playing Fred Andrews, he wears the exact same outfit that he wore like in one of those episodes when they did it before I just just distinctly Mm -hmm. remember this like sort of bluish turquoise-ish polo shirt that he was wearing and jeans I didn't even clock that he was in this episode there was a literally two second scene where he's sitting at a booth and pops yeah I didn't even see him yeah no speaking role from him though and that's nice that's something that we could use more of that (laughs) Archie not speaking Archie not speaking oh poor KJ Appa well you know if you aren't watching Riverdale but you're coming in here for the updates that's the episode that's what happened i'm sorry it's short it, it was it was a very straightforward episode with not a whole lot interesting to talk a, it's about it's not our fault it's not um i i don't know did you have a nice weekend you do anything fun i just i've done like podcasts all weekend really oh i I, I took a nice little break um i went to a, a weekend long bachelorette party Ooh, it was very fun fun yep on the water what a dream got to float some did a crab picking you know good times wow a crab picking you ever done a crab picking is that a thing no, they do in Canada? I don't do a crab picking. Okay. It's well, you first off, you don't call it a picking, but okay. Well, I'm calling it that <laughs> because I'm so offended at the concept that you think I would do one. It's delicious. It's like somebody brings crabs that they've already boiled, right? Or steamed. And then they, there's like old bay all over them. And then they just dump them out on a table, usually outside where there is like newspaper down. And then you take the crabs and you just like pop them open. You get out all that juicy crab meat. And then you use a little thing that's like the thing you crack walnuts with and you crack off the legs and I forget are you vegetarian <laughs> yeah I've been a vegetarian since birth this there's nothing I can imagine wanting less than to snap the legs off of anything that used to be alive I'm sorry okay um sick. <laughs> I ha- I did have a mouse in my house this week again did you snap its legs off no I my cat was trying to eat it she was running around with it in her mouth like swinging it around like yes a toy and I was like, I got to put a stop to this. She took the mouse under my bed. She lost the mouse. I was like, oh no. But she was, came out and was waiting on the cat condo. And I was like, okay, perfect. So I grabbed her, grabbed her brother, put them in the bathroom. Then I moved my bed 
And then look where there it is, a mouse playing dead. I'm like, oh, it's dead. I have to throw it in a dumpster. So I got, I like double bagged my hand to go grab it and like tie it up like I was picking up dog poop. But then when I came back with the bag on my hand, it had moved. So I was like, oh, it is alive. So I grabbed a cup and I put the cup up against the mouse and it ran into the cup. And then I put cardboard over the top of the cup. And then I went outside across the road and down the road from my house and I set it free in the long grass. How big is this cup that it can fit a whole ass mouse in it? I mean, mice are little. I've never really seen a mouse. Mice, it it was like this. Oh, okay. Like it was tiny. You can't see, but she made her hand in the size of like a walnut. (laughs) Maybe a little bigger than a walnut, but not much. Oh, wow. Okay, uh, here's the thing. If there is a live animal, Mm -hmm. I'm going to try and help it. Like there was a really big bug. I don't know what kind of bug it was, but I don't know. Some kind of bug, uh, like crickety looking kind of thing. And I was going to like, I was going in real gentle with a napkin. I was going to scoop him up and then just take him outside when I was at this uh, thing this weekend. Mm -hmm. And as I'm going in real slow to pick him up off the flip cup table, another girl comes in, bam, smashes it with a cup. And I was like, the shocked look on my face. She had no patience for me and my (laughs) my gentle hand. You were ready to save it. I was ready to save it. But um, so I did try to save it. If it's in my house, I will oftentimes kill a bug because I'm scared. So like it's Mm -hmm. hard for me to get rid of it. But the concept of cleaning up a dead mouse is like scarier than a live mouse to me. Because like last time there was a mouse, it was dead. And I just like threw it in a dumpster and it was fine. But like if it's dead, but what if my cat like bit it open and there was like blood? Then I I don't think I could do it. I saved a, a worm on the sidewalk. It was hot and I put it in a puddle. Ew. Okay. Worms are so gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't think it was that gross. All right, everyone. I think we've stretched this out as far as we can go now. Yeah, we've the, the, our personal live <laughs> corner is over now. That's it. That's all you get. Yeah, hope you enjoyed that. All right, everyone. That's all for this week's episode. Thank you for joining us. We'll be back next time for episode 13. Until then, you can follow me online at Frail Mary on every platform. And if you're interested, you can check out some of the other podcasts we do over here on KowskiCast.com. That's cow with a K. You can also follow us everywhere at KowskiCast. That's cow with the K. Instagram, Twitter, that's basically everywhere. <laughs> Kirsten, where can everybody find you and what are you up to right now? Yeah, so you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. Love Island has wrapped up, but those episodes are still there with Brian Scally and myself on the reality TV wrap ups feed. I will be on the Big Brother episode recap this upcoming Wednesday um, to talk about the veto episode. Um, I was just on the Shit 9. 90s taught me podcast to talk about the movie 10 things i hate about you Ooh. and i also have a weekly bojack horseman rewatch podcast called bojack horse pod with Lindsay wilson i think that's it super fun i guess if people haven't listened to the survivor china podcast yet on our hap they could also go do that oh yes for sure sounds like we're gonna have some back-to-back kowski cast girls on the episode recaps this week on our hap i'm doing thursday what nice awesome okay everyone thank you Until next time. Bye. We've crossed a line. We have strayed so far off of God's path. This is so unacceptable.